Rental. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. This is episode 125. As always, I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. All right. If you enjoy our podcast, head on over to geekade.com where you're going to find hey. uh, podcasts and video games, <laughs> comics, articles, so much more. Geekade.com. What's your geek? And I, what was that? Who interrupted? Who interrupted my plug for Stone, Stone Age Gamer? I, I completely got and, uh, cut out. And not Stone Age Gamer, but like the whole thing. Stone Age Gamer, the 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 best lord, the geekade.com. Was somebody talking over that? They can hate you. I Andy, are you hearing anything? Sounds like the the voice sounds familiar. God, I'm having a hard time, but were we a three-piece podcast at some point? Am I crazy? No, definitely still a, there, definitely oh. still a duo. <sighs> Riff, Tiff. Oh, as always, Biff. It's too late. It's too late. You said some <laughs> things and made some decisions. I had that pre-planned. I was going to see how long you'd just let it go before I would... Circle back, but you caught it right away. I'm Fine. It's not <laughs> Welcome hurtful. back. It's good to be back. Technic, technical difficulties. So many technical difficulties. Bad at meeting times. We're, we're all back. Yes. My assistant definitely came through well this time. You're not paying me, so I, I don't know if I qualify as your assistant. Not yet. <laughs> all right well i'm glad we're all back three piece this is an exciting episode this is the episode where we usually spend a lot of time gushing over our favorite weekend of the year which is of course the midwest gaming classic in the Milwaukee. uh unfortunately well i guess not unfortunately uh as life presents different options andy was not able to attend this year he had some family stuffs which is totally understandable but a bummer for for what used to be the boys outing. Um, yeah. So it kind of turned into, I took the opportunity knowing a bunch of people weren't going to make it to just decide this year that I was going to bring my entire family. And then I kept pushing Biff and uh, he, he did the whole family thing too. We were both there. Don't tell Milwaukee same weekend. We text like twice and said hi for like five minutes. And then we didn't, we failed to take a picture for the podcast Twitter. We did, we did nothing productive, which made me a little sad. And I realized later. I kind of um, missed, I kind of missed so, the boys club. It made me really sad where it's a lot different with the fam. Yes. There was a lot of times I'm just kind of roaming around. Like, what do I do now? I, I would like, I'm trying to get my family excited and they're definitely less excited than me. So uh, but I survived. I survived. I made our five minute encounter an extremely awkward one. And so it was a win. It was a lot. It was, it was weirdly awkward for people who hang on on a regular basis at home and then like find themselves knowing they're at the same convention and then nobody knows what to say. And then, yeah, it was, it was weird. I'm not going to lie, uh, but that's all right. I, 
I'll get into a story later. I, anyway, I ended up texting Biff. I was like, I don't know if the encounter right before you was the most weird and awkward thing or the thing where I met you, the guy who's on my podcast. And we hang out. A little, but anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, so the Midwest Giving Classic back in full form. Occupied three floors of the convention center this year. The first year back in its normal spring time slot two weeks later uh, than it normally is, which meant we didn't get snow, which is crazy. Although uh, the Midwest weather hates us this year and uh, it was 50 degrees for some reason, which is stupid. It should be a lot warmer. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a return to form. I can say easily based on what I saw attendance wise. I mean, I only did Friday and Saturday. This had to have been, the biggest year attendance wise. I mean, um, so I got there Saturday. Well, I was there Friday. I got my tickets ahead of time, but when I walked in at Saturday at nine 30, when I could get in the lion, just for the ticketing area, not counting what was already prepaid and people walking in with me was around the convention center. Um, and several people deep that was at nine 30 and it was just wall to wall people. It was, it was nuts. So they did the arcade on the third floor this year, vendor hall on the first floor vendor hall was in a new room with carpet, which also spilled out into a hallway. Uh, vendor hall was probably actually smaller than it normally was. Um, they did a cool thing where they built like a t- tunnel through like the catering area from the vendor hall connecting to the board game area, which kind of made this really actually cohesive loop, which I think is something they've struggled to pull off in the past, which was neat. Second area turned into like a meeting area with a bunch of food vendors, uh, really good ramen there. And then the whole like exploratory wing of like other groups, which again this year, probably because of attendance and the fact that they set it up different with the food there was flowing with people. Uh, people were actually exploring, like things were happening. It was moving. Everywhere was busy. Then the top floor being the stage again, and then the expanded um, history museum and arcade. So um Although the fact that the arcade was expanded did not continue with the trend of there being less and less arcade cabinets there every year and more and more pinball, which was super sad. Um, yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, you know, my experience, I got there early with my family on Friday. We did the whole, you know, preview night. Um, had a blast, ran into our buddies over at guys, games and beer, played a bunch of games with the kids. Um, they really loved it. My wife and daughter dropped off early. My son and I kept going until almost midnight. Um, called it off about quarter to 12 after playing a few more arcades. And we got up and hit the vendor hall Saturday. Um, my kids blew through money like crazy. Um, <laughs> obviously the shopping and the plushies and everything like I predicted came true. My daughter loaded up on stuff. My son loaded up on stuff, did the obligatory like unload session at about 11, 1130. Um, then we came back for a little bit played some games and just realized like, man, it's too busy. Like that day is so hot Saturday at like noon. Like it's compared to the night before when you could walk in and like play about anything, it was just a zoo. So we cut out, did some uh, lunch, came back, played some more games, ran into some people overall. I liked the show. I think they finally achieved that like cohesive. It's a big exploratory adventure thing. Um, there's some pluses and minuses, but I, I thought it was really well done. I don't know if your, your summary close to mine, a little different, I suppose. I thought, I thought the show was great. I, I really thought, um, I felt that it was much larger than what I've experienced. 
And some of it had to do, things were still spread out. There were three floors. Um, normally, when they split up the floors, you lose things. You know, there's no signage. There's, you know, some group is around the corner and nobody says anything. And, and there was proper signage, like signage everywhere, which was really nice. And yeah, everything just had a flow. So you found yourself going into areas that you normally wouldn't go to or what I haven't gone to in the past. And it was, I really enjoyed it. Yes. The vendor hall seemed a little bit small, but there was still quite a few vendors in the hallways. And so, um, I, it was, it was just packed with people. The arcade I felt was a bit smaller. There were less, I would say less pinballs and less arcades than, normal mm. which was kind of strange and um yeah but overall i thought it was a good experience i i thought it was a good show i thought the vendor hall was pretty decent extremely overpriced um but um yeah i i, I was really happy really happy with how it went yeah it's the biggest disappointment in like not a detriment to me at this point, but if you're the person who goes to that thing because you're there to find retro games, the vendor hall was not in your favor this year. Um, not only was the floor space smaller for it, not by a great amount. I mean, there's still tons of stuff like Biff was saying, but it is split pretty evenly 50, 50 tchotchke bullshit versus like actual video game sellers. Like it was, it was not a wall of video game resellers this year. It was like you were table hopping. It was, hmm. and that's fine. Um, you know, it draws in a whole different crowd, but if you're the person who wants to spend all weekend perusing tables. I don't know. You'd need two days to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Definitely not. And, and if I could take a moment just <clears throat> to have a, a PSA for all of those people that are selling at these types of shows, stop setting your stupid tables up where you have to walk in a small little hallway area of your tables <laughs> and it's open on the other side. So everyone is walking through one way and also coming in through another way. And it's just, it's nut to butt everywhere. And, and it was anyone in, anyone in particular you're aiming that towards. <laughs> no, Michael. there was, there was so many. And then there was also a table Were there. Okay. There was a group that was set up where they, basically barricaded you in so you walk in this area and there's no way out yeah. you have to turn around and walk back and it was just i almost kissed a guy and i didn't like it <laughs> and and so just Which, set up your tables in a straight line or set yeah. it up in a u or whatever it is where you can get in and out psa there yeah Speaking of almost kissed together, that's how I, well, I text Biff. I was like, where are you at now? And he didn't say anything. So I found him on the show floor and that was my move was like, he was standing shoulder to shoulder with somebody else and just like grinded up on him. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh. And just, <laughs> I was about to kick somebody's <laughs> ass. I was like, dude, you're not, you're not that intimidating. Like, come on. It, it's all right. So yeah, uh. I get to freak him out and make him uncomfortable, which is always fun. Um, yeah. Another PSA in the vendor hall. I've watched a few videos. People don't get people out there. Just take a chill pill. Don't, don't get upset 
when you go to these things now after the COVID bubble came and has continued and retro prices haven't gone down, you can't be mad at people trying to maximize what these things are actually going for. Is it absurd? Should you pay it? No, but you can't be mad at these people who are doing it, who are traveling, paying booth space, setting up all weekend. Um, was I shocked that there's somebody was selling a boxed Jaguar CD for $1,500 and explained to me how that was a good deal. Sure. I can't comprehend that from what that price was two years ago, but I understand it and I'm not mad at the person for it. They're paying $4 and 50 cents a gallon of gas to get there. Yeah. And that's what the shit goes for. Um, And I think people forget that like, if you're looking for pristine inbox, like sealed, uh, uh, that was awesome. Seeing the graded booth completely dead this year. That's off to the retro community. I'll touch on that. Nobody gave a shit, which was amazing to see. But like people forget, like if you're going for the premium stuff, those fetch premium prices right now, but there's still deals to be had in the middle. There's still deals to be had in the lesser sought after tiles. People are going to slip. There's going to be deals you can negotiate, but no one is going to sit there at a con like that and negotiate with you on like a mint rare sought after item when they've got options at every corner. Um, So I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't get like community hate. Like it didn't Did you actually see people arguing. Um, um, no, but I saw, I watched a few videos following and there was a lot of people, some people were just really going off and then others are like, no, I still found deals. And like, of course that's always the case. Like, but the extreme was more extreme this year. So people kind of went nuts on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess the bummer, the biggest bummer is like, you see the pic, the pictures of everybody's pickups and like, here, I, here's what I got at MGC. Mm -hmm. And it's like, a tenth of what they usually did, you know, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, I got I got four items. I bought a vinyl soundtrack for Metal Slug. Um, the guy, there was a guy that had a table set up selling repro Jaguar cartridges. I bought two of them off of them right away. And then, oh, it was shipped ashore. The same people I bought the vinyl from. He was selling the Star Wars Famicom cart, which I've been after forever because I always wanted to pay five bucks for it. And it's been twenty five dollars every time I've seen it in the last five years. And I just happened to ask him. He's like, yeah, that's five bucks. Like deal, man. <laughs> uh, and the, I bought all of that within 15 minutes of each other. I looked at about one tenth of the tables there and I walked out happy. So I don't know. It's hard to say, like, are people buying less because they've just gotten everything they needed going into this or because prices are that bad? Like for me, I know it's like, I'm just there to experience it. And it was great to experience it with my kids and see it through their eyes. Um, like I think Saturday, like I had my son up when we were doing that last hurrah and like, it was packed. Like you couldn't get into anything. So I was just letting him grab pinball tables. They could find them were open. And like, you know, he just turns to me. He's like, I don't know why, but pinball is just really fun. And I was like, that's my boy. That's why we do this. <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool to see that. It was a way different experience, but it was cool. I think it's going to happen every year from now on. So was there like a a standout pinball or arcade? You know, was there a Black Emperor this year? So there was, I will say there was this um, Chicago gaming company that had a cluster of um, tables set up. And I don't remember the name of it. It was like Gunslinger or like Old West a bounty hunter, maybe you were like basically picking off bounties. That table was phenomenal. Uh, I played that a ton, like really intuitive, 
like no cheap designs or like weird. Like I feel like some of those new stern ones, like the table's just so bare, like every third shot's a whole shot and like you're just screwed. Um, so that I think was my favorite one. I will say that my son absolutely crushed on your favorite from last year, which was that Godzilla. He got the deluxe version with the, um, with the building that collapsed and everything. Dude, I, he went on a tear and got into a multi-ball. I swear to God, he was playing one ball for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> like I literally had to make him move off the table because somebody else wanted to play it. It was incredible. But that was, that was the standout for me. It was the Chicago gaming company. Biff, did you have like one that really black emperor was not there, which was a super big disappointment. Oh yeah. That was definitely disappointing. I, I was hoping that maybe it was just in a different room with, um, you know, maybe it's, you know, the creator's room or something like that. And so I was kind of scouring all over, didn't find it, which was disappointing. Um, they featured Stern featured a new pinball and it was, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Was it, uh, it was a band one, I guess. Rush. Oh yeah. Rush. Yeah. Rush table. I thought it was okay. Um, I, Isn't that great? I, I don't get super excited about the Aerosmith rush, um, the who take, you know, all of those tables are kind of the same essentially. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't get super, well, they keep ex- that same like dead center. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't anything right. I was overly excited about. I, I love, I mean, you guys know, I love uh bust a move. And so there was this giant, bust a move like two player yes that was awesome thing that you sit down however the resolution on that once you sat down at that eye level it it looked like trash and so i feel like they needed to move it back a little <sighs> bit further um but that was I, something I that i really I liked of, i liked that really it seemed way I liked, too pixelated I, liked the, I, I agree with you it was way pixelated and it probably could have gone back further but i loved the low-tech approach of that like they yeah. made that as ch- they made like the same experience on the cheapest technology they could. I got to yeah. kind of like plot them for that. But yeah, you're right. It was a little clustered. $17,500 for that, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not that cool anymore. It's not about, I, I don't know, 15,000 off of that. When I looked at the price, I was like, man, they should have just gone with an LCD screen of some sort or done something because... <laughs> It, yeah, at that point, they're like, do they know projectors exist? Right, yeah. Or <laughs> a lot less than this. Um, what I found myself playing probably the most was in um, Guys, Games, and Beer. We were playing Pac-Man versus. Um, and so my mm-hmm. son my son went with me, and he was, he was in love. Like, he never once was like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm hungry. He had... He was living his best life at MGC, which was really fun to see because um, I've always gone home and just talked about it. And for him to experience the same things that I've experienced, he was just so excited. And I mean, he even he was even amped about going to Doc's Smokehouse. And he's like, Dad, these ribs, these <laughs> well, ribs yeah. are the best. And he kept on like walking around telling everyone how amazing ribs were. Um but uh, I also had. A, it's the turkey. He's got it close. So. <laughs> yeah, I also had a, a buddy come up from uh, Morton, which is kind of southern Illinois, and um, so yeah, we were playing Pac-Man versus, which was really fun and always. 
I mean, just the way they set it up there is is really fun to have the projector and small screen. So I found myself playing a lot of that, but we only experienced the show on a Saturday. That was it. I didn't do Friday. I didn't do Sunday. And so I felt, I felt that I didn't have enough time to see everything. So I didn't find myself just sitting down playing a game, which I would like to do more of, but it was like, okay, move on to the next. So I was spending, I mean, I was there the entire day. I didn't get to the vendor hall until, I don't know, two in the afternoon, maybe, or after lunch at some point. And, um, and so I, I felt a little rushed. I think if I go next year, I'll definitely kind of be splitting up the time, whether that's Friday or Sunday or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I wish there yeah. were more of those more arcades, more pinballs. I think just with MGC being so close to the last one in November, right. that they just weren't bringing things up at this time. So hopefully next year, everything kind of levels out. And then, yeah. In talking with the guy who was running the arcade, he did hint at that. He said there were certain groups that didn't come back just because the turnaround time was so tight, but Mm. he expected next year to be back. But yeah, you know, to double down on what you're saying, Biff, I would say if you're a person who's there to experience the arcades and the arcade museum, and you really want to get a chance to get hands on with all those machines, preview night, is an absolute must. I mean, you you're going to get in and get to experience a lot of that Saturday and Sunday, but like, let's be honest, like the arcade starts packing up sometimes at noon on Sunday, people start pulling mm-hmm. things out and Saturday is just so full of people. It's not worth the frustration of being up there, especially like it was hard, like coming out of the pandemic, like that is way, way. I mean, we were granted, we were there last year, but it was not, nearly to the extent of like wall-to-wall people like and you know everyone's just kind of got that built into them i think to like not be packed in a crowd so we found ourselves just kind of like letting a lot of that go saturday so yeah i highly recommend friday for people i will say it was great running into the guys games and beer place uh, and all those guys i got to talk to a couple of the guys travis and tom who i haven't ran into in the last few years i didn't get to talk to rob which is a bummer so it was great catching up with those guys. Um, I will say I did have a shit experience though. So I don't know, like uh, granted this is partly on me, but like I'm a, uh, believe it or not a weird introverted person and uh, like p- negative human interactions kind of like bum me out for a long time. And um, I'm not going to name the name of the YouTuber, but it was someone I collaborated with because they sent me a request to do so. Um, then when I was tweeting that I was going to MGC specifically replied and said, Hey, hope I can run into you this year. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon at like, I don't know, three, four, I came across this person and I said, Hey, name who I won't say. And they turned around and I was like, introduce myself. Cause I don't know if I've actually spoken to them in person before, uh, and just got the biggest, fuck you why are you talking to me response to that and then i was just like making idle chit chat i'm like i'm blah 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 and then he's like like shoulder shrug i'm like what'd you pick up down the vendor hall he does like this weird like lean back and like looks at me and like it was so it was such fucking bullshit and then like i couldn't wrap my head around it and i was like either this person knows who i am and they're still that big of a dick 
or they don't. And I'm just some random fan of theirs from YouTube. And they were that big of a dick. And I was just like, I can't like, I, I can't understand that response. Like I, you know, we've been doing content and like when I was doing YouTube content in full force, like I was never a big fucking player in the scene but if i had anyone come up to me the fact that anyone would come up and know who the hell i was at all take the time to come up to me was just like the most cool every interaction should be met either with whether it's in person especially but comments online should be met with graciousness and kindness and like i i could not wrap my head around and it fucking bummed me out It, it i literally was like off the rest of the day. And then like following that is when I had like the weird, like whatever reason, awkward conversation with Biff's. And I was just like, man, like I'm just really off like shit today. But like people, if you're, if you're one of those people and like you do this kind of stuff and this is not a big person, this is a person who is like under 2000 subs, like arguably internet tainer material. It was just so pathetic. Um, just don't do that. Like be nice to people. Like I'm, I'm pissed at myself for like going out of my way to talk to this person. I probably wouldn't have had they not like made the comment and I could have just kept on my way with my family and fuck. There's like 10 other people that I would have loved to have ran into at that show that would have been happy to talk to me and catch up that I unfortunately did not get to meet like people like uh, Jason, TJ Kitsune, um, you know, those people and like, (sighs) It, I don't know. It sucked. It threw me off. Part of that's my fault. I admit, but like if you're a person out there who's doing this kind of stuff, maybe don't be a shithead. And I want to add to this for a second because I didn't think our interaction was that bad. It was a little weird, but it wasn't that bad. And I think it was a little weird considering we're like borderline adult best friend. Like, I mean, we're not like grade school BFFs, but I would say like in the realm of like, People who became friends in, ad- as an, in adulthood with children <laughs> who hang out and talk on a normal basis. It was a weird, like, five-minute interaction we had. Yeah, right? I, I think, well, I didn't think it was that bad. It I wasn't think anyone's fault. It, it just no. felt aw- awkward. I think there was just. For some reason. One, there's a lot of people, and I already get a little uncomfortable in large groups. So do you. Sure. So we have you that. You did threaten to beat me up. I have yeah. a. I have my son and a friend, you have your family and kids. And so I just, yes, it's just kind of a weird interaction overall. But I think this unnamed YouTuber, um, yeah, completely j- threw me off. Just got in your head. Uh, but yeah, if, he almost ruined our friendship. Oh How my dare gosh, this person? let's go get him. Uh, but on top of that, I, I'm going to name this person by name. Um, I know where this is going. Yeah. Ben Heck. <laughs> Your best friend. My friend, Ben Heck. <laughs> uh, so I, I, even my wife, like my entire family knows who Ben Heck is. I've made him to be this like massive nemesis, which is so He's awesome. He's the unicorn. <laughs> and so going into this event uh, and to play back, I'm sure most of you guys remember this story those that are listening, but previous MGC, I went up to Ben Heck. I bought some arcade plans from him. He had no clue what I was talking about when I approached him and he got so pissed and he was like, I'm really hungry. I need to go. And I was like, no. And I don't know why I was obsessing about 
these plans, I was just like, Hey, it really helped me out. Thank you. I really appreciate it. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Leave me alone. And, um, I mean, he didn't say leave me alone to the point of a stalker, but you could just tell like he was pissed and irritated to have someone talk to him that isn't one of his friends. And so I have made it my mission to take a picture with Ben Heck, but not, but Ben Heck doesn't know I'm in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Taking a picture with Ben Heck is not the term I would use. Like borderline uh, stocking slash like photo bombing somewhere in between a gray area between those two things. So, so I have a plan. Which Your photo this year was (laughs) super good, by the way. So I, I set it out with my family. I was like, if we find Ben Heck, we got to find a way to stop him, but not talk to him and then hurry up and take a picture of me. And every time I saw him, he was, he was just walking. And I was like, I can't get into a position where this is going to look funny. So towards the end of on Saturday, he was doing a panel and it was it was a kind of a weird location. It was kind of out in the hallway in the open area. So there was people all over. And so I worked my way all the way behind the table where he's speaking and I'm standing kind of just in the corner with the picture. I got a couple of pictures. One was I was posing and one I was stretching and I was doing like the awkward, like low hip thrust stretch. Um, yeah. With the direct stare into the lens of the camera, which kind of makes that photo, I will say. (laughs) So I, I have now determined that every year this is, this has to happen. And my goal, hopefully Ben Heck doesn't listen to this show. uh, My goal with this is years down the road. I'm going to tag him all of these photos, like just years, (laughs) years of me messing with Ben Heck. And, uh, um, so that was, that was a highlight of mine, um, to catch the photo. And my son was so excited that we actually got it done. Uh, so I'm hoping that we can just continue the tradition. When you sent me that photo, I was like, there's something wrong with you, but it's pretty funny. I will say. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a big thing. Like, if you're a person out there, especially at these things where somebody comes up, just like, dude, be a decent person. Like, For I love some of those that, people, like, they're paying to be there. Off. Yeah, I love that you being blown off by Ben Heck has turned into like this amazing, like, ongoing vendetta, though. I will say <laughs> I did have a slight redemption arc. So, like, <clears throat> we came back, my son and I, at the end of that evening, Saturday, to do like the last hour arcades and skies opened up torrential downpour we had like book it across the street to our hotel we got just soaked um and i got into the lobby and we're going up the elevator and look over and like ah shit like there's justin from uh business 17 he's like one of the original pickup video people super nice kid way younger than i am always been like super cool to me i was like hey how's it going we don't really know each other like we were both on youtube we did trades at mgc one year he's always been super gracious like offers me to like come hang out with him and his friends play some games i've never done it because you know again i'm weird um i'm there with my own friends too i don't want to crash anybody's party but yeah it was just like super nice like person i wouldn't normally talk to and was like hey thanks for the hotel recommendation i ended up recommending that hotel the last year and like 
that's how the community should be, right? Like no egos, just like nice chit chat. You get to see these people once a year, have a nice little conversation. And like, I don't know. So that kind of like brought me back to like, okay, I'm not a human pile of trash. Uh, so that was a nice like final experience on the end of my stay. So it, not that Justin listens to this, but uh, business 17s is YouTube. He doesn't really upload anymore. I mean, he started like God 12 years ago, probably. So, but he always uh, finds killer deals. So. Yes, if you want to watch a YouTuber who's not a dick and also goes to MGC, there's that guy. So I was in well, the. Cri- I need a nemesis now. <laughs> I, I could come up with some more for you if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was in the creator hall area, and I was trying out a new NES game. And I was talking with the guy who did the music, and he's like, "Hey, you really got to check this out." And so I was sitting and he was very engaging and just like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, we have a couple things in common, you know, music, video games and and that kind of really sparked conversations. But I found how fast I can turn into trash because I'm playing this game. We're talking Metal Jesus walks in. And like strolls right next to me and the guy just like whipped the <laughs> controller out of my hand and he's like, you should try this game. It's so good. <laughs> and I was like, wow, see you later. <laughs> and, and so Metal Jesus was there. And I was like, hey, um, I, I enjoyed the show. And he was like, yeah, yeah, cool. So tell me about this game. And I was like, all right, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a douche i was you know i was kind of kicking myself not that i care about talking about jesus but like god i'm almost ashamed to admit this on the podcast but they pressed his theme song to vinyl and i'm one of the like probably five idiots who bought it and i totally should have brought that and had him sign it because i mean why not but he, he was eating a dog i do then yeah him <laughs> so every time i went into docs well the first time i went into docs it was him adam korolek John Riggs, a few other people all sitting there. And Adam Korolek kept like locking eyes with me across docks. I'm pretty sure he knows who the Vidge Gamer is. Big fan, I'm pretty sure. Adam Korolek was too shy to say anything. Uh, but then the next day when I was back, it was John Riggs, um, Metal Jesus, and like a few other people too. So it was really weird. But yeah, I didn't go up and approach. I'm past the point of like geeking out about these like YouTube people, right? Like it was kind of interesting or exciting the first couple times I went to cons, but like, I think being someone who not that I'm comparing myself to any one of those people, but if you're a content creator, you realize that all those people are also just middle-aged assholes in their basement. Sure. They've gotten a little more following than we have, but like they're just schlubs. Like, I don't know. Is it worth going up and saying like, Hey, I love your shit. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't expect someone to do that for me. So there's that. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess the difference is they're paid to be there for that, you know. Are they? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, they are, for sure. And I, I need to put a disclaimer that Metal Jesus was not a jerk at all. Like, super nice guy. You made him was, sound like a jerk. Are you sure? No, the guy that was showing me the game <laughs> was the guy that, like, whipped the controller out and was like, try that. Yeah. So yeah. I felt I felt a little less than... But, you know, That's whatever. Right. I didn't get paid to be at the show. So mm. I had to I pay to we be at to the do, show. 
I think it sounds like we need to do a driveway night and I'll get my GameCube hooked up with the projector and have our boys over and do the four player Pac-Man because I got the That'd setup. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Around, we'll have to do it. Andy, you can come too. Bring us, yep. bring us on as well. You, you get to pick only one. You, hmm. you do have like 40 of them, so. I'll maybe bring my youngest to distract you so I can win. I like it. Um, I will say sad note to the end of my MGC thing. Like we took our time coming home. Um, we live in an area of the Midwest that is basically like the equivalent of earth's sponge um, on an old glacial lake. So it's just feet and feet of just rich, luscious topsoil that just holds tons of water. And I live about a mile from as a bird flies from the, biggest river in the area and we've been getting lots of rain for some reason this spring. So when I finally made it back home Monday after all this driving, I slightly touched on this with Biff, but there's a tragic story about how liquor stores close at six on Sunday in Minneapolis. So Papa didn't get to relax that night. So he was, I was happy. It was the afternoon of Monday. I was getting my beer. Finally, I was sitting down on the couch and I hear my wife yell from the basement and immediately I knew it was up. And sure enough, We'd gotten a shit ton of rain. It wasn't just us. It's a lot of people in our community, but it had seeped into my game room, which I built for the express purpose of being far enough off the floor so that nothing would get damaged unless I got many, many inches of water. But when it so happened that I just acquired a bunch of stuff from Biff that was all original boxed classic NES things, along with some of my collectibles, some unopened freaking Labos, and uh, yeah, that all got wet. It all got wet. Got real pissed. This breaks my heart. This, I was, I, I had the feels after you, after you told me that I was like, oh man, I can't imagine that. I, just I could feel like with the Labos. Yeah. Like oh, I was just so exhausted and like the Labos, whatever. I, I'm an idiot. I probably never would have put them together anyway. The NES box. And then the the only thing I can say is the redemption arc on all of this is like the power glove. Well, a colossal piece of shit. The box that they made for that thing is an impermeable fortress that water cannot penetrate because it sat on the floor next to every other box. But the glorious ink or whatever they put on the power glove box does not absorb any moisture. (laughs) That one went unscathed. I, uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, it's just a little bit of minor like rain flooding, which I'm actually dealing with again this week because we keep getting torrential downpours. Um, so it was a minor inconvenience, but it was just crushing to me to lose some pieces that I consider very precious. And especially having got them off a friend who took good care of them. It's nice to know that I, uh, effed them up in about nine months and screwed our relationship up. It's can fine. I can I get a refund? Sure. Okay, good. Send them on back. I'll pay pennies on the dollar. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I do want to see. Like, I would love to see a video of somebody, uh, opening up the labo, trying to do the labo with wet cardboard. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Just like molding it. <laughs> yeah. Might be an improvement. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I was looking at that because after I threw out the cardboard, because you keep. You keep the cartridge, obviously. I was like, what value does this cartridge hold at this point? Like, oh, this yeah. Completely worthless. Yeah. It's a weird setup. 
Oh man, that's that's heartbreaking. I it I is, would just be sick to my stomach. The thing is, is like it's on me for my, the most part because, like I said, I have things set up right. I had everything else in plastic bins. I just happened to be lazy and have a couple boxes in an area that typically, and I will say typically in the sense that like I've lived in this house 14 years, it's been eight years since I've had water in this area of the basement ever. Um, and it's never gotten as bad as it has in that, in this room ever It's been like a small four inch corner. It worked its way feet out. Um, so it was all preventable. So I was kind of kicking myself, but in the grand scheme of things, as far as the total loss, I can deal with it. It was more just the fact that like, Four, four days of travel with your entire family. Like everyone out there who's in that situation knows how burnt out you are. And like, oh, I just mm. wanted to relax, but it wasn't meant to be. I did take Tuesday off though. Um, so I did get to relax a little then, which was nice. And finally have my beers in peace. So it was good. Um, Andy, you should probably talk. We're 40 minutes in this episode. What happened with you while we were at MGC and, and oh boy. all sorts of stuff? <clears throat> Nothing really exciting. I haven't really done too much overall the last couple of weeks, but um, <clears throat> so our last update, we were talking about how we started up Ark Survival mm-hmm. Evolved or whatever, the dinosaur game, and we were having a good time with it had some complaints about it and uh figured we'd keep going well uh the last two weeks i've kept going and those complaints have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) and have not solved the problem at all and uh yeah i i think i'm done i think i'm checked out of that game now um we'll put you over the edge uh two days ago I was riding my raptor across, way across the other side of the uh, island. No, it's a, oh. a different, a, a, whole, a whole bigger raptor that okay. I had captured and uh, brought them all over to this other side, trying to get to the beach. Well, the beach is way off the end of a cliff. So I'm like, oh, great. I don't know how I'm going to get down there. So I'm kind of like looking down or whatever. And, uh, then the uh server lagged oh no and uh then the server caught up and i was flying off the cliff <laughs> to my death oh where no both my dinosaur and me were dead and that's where i was like okay <laughs> that game yeah, has just there there's been many times where you spend an hour or two in there and Oftentimes you've gone in the hole resource wise. Like, oh yeah, you have not made an improvement to your base. You haven't. You killed off something that was, you know, whatever. But what do you think? Like the tipping point is. Like, what are we doing wrong? Is it is it manpower? Is it is it having enough people in your party all playing consistently at the same time that like it's tips that scale? You think? It's got to be, you have to have like a troop of people, I'm sure, because, you know, even like the more advanced stuff, it's like you need this to make cementing paste and then you need cementing paste to make polymer and then you need 50 of yeah. cementing paste and 50s, you know, it's just so you need insane amount of stuff. Right. 
And like the, 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 the adjustment post the holiday grind did oh, yeah. it continued on. It was just slow and yeah. Terrible. And I mean, okay. the, the, it doesn't help that, you know, the first half hour you play, it's like, well, I got to get meat and berries for everybody. And then I got to get right some metal to upgrade my suit because it busted here and there. And yeah, it's I, the resource I, grind in that is just, it's too much. There's Yeah. I kind of felt like it was maybe going that direction. Cause yeah, like the last time I was on with you and it's just like, I jumped on for a two and a half hour stint and all I managed to do was fix the holes in the wall, get enough meat for everybody, come up like two stacks of wood better than we left off. And then it's midnight. And what the hell did I accomplish? The answer was nothing. <laughs> well, I think I helped you. I helped you with a couple. Oh, I almost killed your bird. Yeah. That was the other thing I almost accomplished. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, I definitely yeah. killed that. I killed that bird later on. So don't worry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to move on to a new game. Yeah. That the broke ass version that hasn't been updated since 2015 of Seven Days to Die is available for us all to yeah, play on on the console. Which yeah, it's still not a horrible version of Seven Days to Die. So if you guys are up for some more survival, I think we can pull that one off. Yeah. I did have one crazy experience where I was building. So they have these, like those feathered bird guys with the huge claws mm -hmm. that just tear you to shreds. Every time I was trying to catch one of those, I built a huge trap to catch one. And, uh, nothing was happening because it was over there. I was going to, you know, wait for a little while, but couldn't quite pull it off. Anyway, I came back like a, uh, half hour later to go get some berries or wood over there and there was a t-rex just in the trap what yeah it was just like couldn't move stuck in there so i'm like okay well i guess i'm doing this i was about ready to log off so i guess i'm gonna do this and i think it took like 100 and some trank arrows to take it down <laughs> And then I had to feed it meat for about three hours straight. Oh what? my gosh. Yeah. So that's, that was where I'm like, okay, this is going to be totally worth it after this. It was like two in the morning, finally got it. And then I'm like, okay, no big deal. It's just T-Rex. It's slow as hell. He gets too tired all the time. Yeah. Everything in that game is just like so much time <laughs> into it and not enough reward. That is sickening. That's too bad. Yep. And that's Yikes. that's my issue. I I mean, I haven't put a lot of time into it. I just did it a couple times with you guys. I I just can't get into hour. those games. I, I safely have your corpse crumpled up on a pile on a bed. So you're I appreciate that. <laughs> I I honestly I just can't get into those games where I'm a guy that needs objectives. I need get the meat. Yeah, I I need a direction, and so, you know that that's kind of what I was gonna say tonight is with new gen gaming. I think I'm struggling now. Where kind of looked at what's on Game Pass. There's a lot of indie stuff or indie looking stuff, um, and I, I just need a good suggestion for like what game should I be jumping into? You guys know what kind of games I like. Don't send me down the Ark road or Minecraft road. I need, I need a good suggestion before I rip my Xbox out of the wall. Andy's solution and play tunic. Yeah. Turn you my kid like on to that, that a little bit. I think you'd like it. 
Okay. I think as a group, we should all start seven days to die. Granted the broken version, but I think we should do it. And I'll give you the same concept, right? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, not, it's not as brutal as arc and we'll, we'll all choose what we're going to spec into. So it will be, it will be important where you put your resource points to this future success of us as a group. I'll be the farmer. You can be like the concrete guy. Andy can the be the tech dude. Guy. <laughs> the it becomes important, guy. trust me. Concrete's important. But I think you'd like Tunic after watching my kid play a bit of it. The art style is amazing. Mm-hmm. No. I, I'm to the point where I'm considering jumping back into Red Dead or Breath of the Wild. So I need well, something new. Too. I might actually buy I might buy the new Horizon just to play something new, triple A ish. Yeah, nice. don't go, don't 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 go crazy. I just want to play something really good. I mean, there's a lot of games you haven't played from like the PS4 generation, so right. You can always go back into that. Good. Yeah, it's, um, I was going to say it's interesting, you know, speaking of like dilemmas with Game Pass and like games we've been playing on Game Pass. I just wanted to take a moment. We don't need to dwell on it too much because it's a thing that's been out there forever. But like I have to like kind of go hats off to Microsoft with xCloud um, and how well that just functions overall. So. My kids have been wanting laptops forever. Like I'm not giving children full fledged laptops. It's important that they're going to need to know like a computer ish interface, which actually maybe it's not. I don't know what things will look like by the time (laughs) they're out of the house. Uh, But at least knowing how to use a keyboard is probably going to be a valuable skill for the foreseeable future. So we bought them um, Chromebooks for a holiday not that long ago. Got them each like just cheap budget, like, several years, like been on the market, $99 Chromebooks. Um, Chromebooks are not supported, nor is the version of Google Chrome that they run. Um, And the devices are not supported. And xCloud, once you pair a controller to it, works fucking flawlessly. My son has basically turned his Chromebook into his Xbox machine. He's playing everything. He's playing, he's playing, he's playing Ark. He's playing Halo. He's playing Fortnite. He's playing Tunic. He's playing whatever the hell I turn around. He's playing something else. And it all just works on this cheap budget thing. So it's like, it's kind of amazing that you could spend 50 bucks on a controller, hundred bucks on or less on an Android or a Chrome device and have a pretty good experience on current gen games. I mean, and there's certainly some latency issues, certainly some stuttering, but for all intents and purposes and something, it clearly warns you every time you boot up a game that it's not supposed to run. It works real good. I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, for what I've, I have pretty crappy internet compared to most places. And it, there's a lot of like screen tearing sometimes mm-hmm. when you get into it but it never seems like it drops an input it's still running the game it's just not rendering the screen as well as it could to me sometimes but i mean it's it's doing the important part first so yeah for you're, sure. you're never really missing i mean it's not like you're you it's unplayable in that way 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like it prioritizes like visual abnormalities over like input lag, which is nuts. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a great system. I mean, I'm blown away that like it's still in a beta mode because they could definitely be charging money for it as well as mm-hmm. it works in this incarnation. Keep forgetting to install that on the Atari. I want to see how that works. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, I still have to get mine up and running. I did like too. Well, since we're talking about xCloud, I loved how. Uh, they worked with Epic to finally get um, Fortnite back on iOS through xCloud. So <laughs> take take that, Apple. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's um, coming to Samsung TVs next year, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I know so. we were talking about like a, there was going to be like an Xbox line of televisions too, right? Oh yeah. Which I mean, I think is fine, but I don't know why they don't partner with more smart TV things. Like mm-hmm. why aren't they getting into bed with like Roku to have a designated app? Cause there's no reason it couldn't work. Yeah. It's just such, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously we come from like the collecting scene and a lot of people would think we're speaking blasphemy, but like, I don't know. It's the way the industry is going. Like don't fight it, like embrace it. Cause it's pretty convenient and awesome. So you're really going to buy the game, buy it, put it on the shelf and never open it, but it's going to be there to play with one click. And speaking of, I'm, I'm curious where this conversation is going to go from Biff's notes, collecting reignited. Oh yeah. From, from, from the guy who just sold off everything. With oh. friends begging and pleading him not to. Oh, I'm, so I'm what, fine. What with, is reignited? What are you doing? No, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about, I don't know. I feel like I've had enough time away from retro games and the collecting scene and hunting scene. And um, yeah, MGC wasn't super great for finding things, but it got me excited to go, you know, check out some thrift stores, see if there's, you know, anything. And, uh, yeah, kind of going back to the basics of just collecting the things that I love. And I I feel like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just kind of hunting and seeing what's out there and trying to find deals. And not that I'm trying to fill out anything, you know, just looking for unusual things or things that mean something to me. Um, you know, I, I think it's really, it really confuses Ryan with (laughs) some of the things that I've picked up, you know, I've picked up a couple of like boxed games and yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. I'm not a box collector. One, you're not a box collector. Two, you sold off your NES collection. So explain to me what happened there. No, I have my NES collection whittled to what I want. yeah, it's in a sad story. Sorry, state though. Like you had a fantastic collection. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm just I don't I was trying know. to get him to like get upset, but it didn't work. No, I don't get excited. No, get that's upset. good. No, I, I'm glad I just you're excited for it again. Even some of those, like I don't know, some of the box NES stuff. Uh, the stuff that I picked up wasn't anything special. Like they're pretty crappy games, but. I don't know, picking up the box and opening it up and looking at the manual. And I I just forgot like some of those like feels 
like the Christmas feels of Operation Wolf or the Christmas feels of, you know, the Rocketeer I picked up, which was really interesting and pulled out the manual. And that manual looks way different than, you know, really any other NES game because all the paper is gold. And so Mm. that was something like normally you'll see the cover, a color, and then you open up, it's black and white. And so, yeah, there's just having... You know, some of those things I was like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that as a kid. And so, yeah, I just kind of picked up a few things. So I'm kind of excited to just, I don't know, get back at it a little bit. So I think I've let too much in to my collection and like lost focus. And I was like, there's just way too much. I think for someone who has obsessive compulsiveness, it's just too much to take in. Uh, and, and so just kind of refocusing on basics. This is how it all starts folks. <laughs> Slippery no, slope. No, it, I'm not going back where I was. <clears throat> yeah. Doing it. That's good. Glad you're pumped. I kind of, I haven't come full circle on that yet. I'm still like, I, I kind of took more away from MGC is like, I'm glad I've stepped away from a lot of it. And like, I like that this can be my one big thing a year where I'm like, I get to ingest this all again and like view it through like my friends and family's eyes. But my love for all of it's still there. I just still haven't picked up the drive to go. Like I haven't turned down the road for random garage sale sign yet this year, which feels weird. I did, for whatever reason, look at Craigslist though, like a week ago. What happened to Craig, Craigslist? Oh man, it's it was like dead. two. It was like two things, and they weren't even like local. It was that that thing's uh, that's gone. So, huh? It's unfortunate, but yeah, yeah. I kind of had that same thing where like garage sale season for whatever reason is really late. I mean, because of the weather, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's been a month late this year. Usually there's quite a few, you know, in April, but that just didn't happen this year. So I went this last weekend, hit about 20, 25 sales, and I think I saw one Wii U-Draw game the entire time. So Please tell me about that, Jim. No, I let that one sit there. Um, Pictionary? Um, I didn't even look that hard. Okay. I'm guessing it probably was Pictionary or something like that, but yeah, it's, it's one of that, that part is like, you kind of get the excitement and then you, at the end of the day, you're like, oh no, this, this isn't the way it is anymore. You know, it's just not going to happen like that. Yeah. I saw somebody post on Twitter today. They're like, when somebody tells you that thrift store hunting's dead in 2022, you tell them to talk to me. I'm like, then he showed his haul and it was great stuff. It was like somebody sold all their uh, PlayStation two and um, PlayStation one art JRPGs. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But like, you're the one dude who's going to find that this year. Like we were all doing that on a semi-regular basis seven years ago. Like the deals are out there, but the amount of disappointment to the return, like, especially if you were there for like when it was good and before people like somehow learned that every video game is infinitely valuable forever. 
mm-hmm. thanks to the pandemic. Um, it's which it's hasn't been proven there. wrong. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'll probably get out there and do some sales, but I'm still not all amped. I still need a. My problem is, well, right now my game room's in disarray for previously stated reasons, but like it needs to be all rearranged. So I'm kind of like holding off on doing much more collecting until I can figure out what's staying in the room on display and what's going into boxes mm-hmm. and what's just going realistically. So hmm. it's weird times. Weird times. Speaking of weird times. Another YouTuber made a movie. The Game Chasers. Remember those guys when they used to make oh, yeah. videos? Yeah. So I was a huge fan of Game Chasers. Well, everybody is like they're they're good. It's a good pickup series. Again, they're one of the first. Um, I think the Game Hunters. No, the Game hmm, Retro the, Hunters. Retro. Yes, because I always get the Game Hunters mixed up because it's another like COE and Leaf. But yes, Retro Hunters. They were the first in that format. Game Chasers were like three months after. I think they both started independently of each other and just anyway, uh, to to duo they go hunting for video games. They've been working on a movie for like four or five years. It was crowdfunded, um, and I don't know what happened a while back. Like they just announced it, like it was finally done production, and then due to contracts with the streaming platform, they're gonna have to put it on. They were no longer gonna be able to like sell you wouldn't be able to buy it for a given amount of time um so they're like but there's a two-week window you can still get in on the backer kickstarter indiegogo thing and like buy the blu-ray so it's like ah screw it like i like these guys enough i'll throw 30 bucks at it like before i forget about it and um blu-ray hasn't shown up yet but last week they got digital codes out to those people which is on vimeo which Holy shit. Is that a crappy platform to try to create an account for? Uh, But anyway, I finally, I finally got it to work. I watched this game chasers movie. It's the adventures, which I love all the, the nods to like eighties and nineties pop culture. So it's like the adventures in game chasing, you know, just like the adventures in babysitting. And there's all sorts of references to like the ghostbusters, uh, the goonies, like all that kind of stuff. And I will say, really pleasantly surprised this was like the movie like i think when people gave avgn money to make his movie which i was one of those people backed him they thought like at worst this thing will be this and it'll still be entertaining and then he gave us all an abortion in a box uh that was unwatchable and uh, kind of ruined his career at least to some extent but the game changes the movie is really good like it's it's not like it's a b movie it knows what it is right um it's not like a 10 out of 10 but it's certainly like an 8 out of 10 i'd say it's just funny start to finish lots of cameos they got uh the dude from um game sack in there is like a weird like stuttering character who works at like a diner which is hilarious <laughs> um there's some other cameos uh game dave is the super villain which game dave does e- exceptionally well because his character just fits that um and then you got okay chief and ape eric is like the comic relief duo and they're like game uh they're ghost facer like wannabe people with like a really busted ass like Ecto one. 
So I don't know. It, like, I will say like it kind of loses itself a little bit in the end um, and goes maybe a little longer than it needs to. But all in all, I actually laughed at that thing start to finish and the production value on all of it was really pretty good. So I highly recommend like if you haven't backed this thing once it's available, like definitely check it out. Like you'd be pleasantly surprised, especially if you're an 80s kid. I could see how that would work better because it's different than what their, their episodes are. You know, it's an actual, yeah. whereas AVGN was just like, they, you know, it's a, just a giant episode of his, but he even like lost sight of what his character is, what his show was and what made it entertaining. Like he just got so far off the mark. He like, yeah. he almost delved into like, I want to make it like, an homage to the things that he loves, which is like kaiju movies and like, you know, puppeteering and it just mm. didn't work and gore like trauma stuff. So it all just fell apart. And here it was like at least a cohesive narrative. It was almost along the narrative wise. I'd say it was almost along the lines of like Ape at Christmas, like that sort sure. of vibe. Like, you know, it sticks yeah. it's, you know, where Ape at Christmas mirrored um, a Christmas story. This mirrored more closely to like, you know, the Goonies or, that sort of thing. And, and it's mm-hmm. a better movie for it. Um, and I would say most of the people acted exceptionally well. Um, Jay was a little, not as great, but still good. Okay. Chief was a little rough, but Ape and Eric was like, maybe like the most natural in that between him and Billy. So. Well, that's probably hmm, his like professional wrestling background. Yeah, for sure. Used to, you know, acting in front of crowds. Yeah. Yeah. And Wood was in it. He had a cameo. There was, there's a bunch of cameos, but we should, maybe we'll I'll have to have you guys over. We'll do like a backyard screening sometime. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good, and I liked it. I really was ben, actually was, was Ben surprised. Heck in it. You know, <laughs> did he have a I'd cameo have to check? He might've. Yeah. Might've. Yeah. It was an opportunity to be in another photo. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 was an infinitely better movie than it had any right to be. So I'd I'd say it was a win for them. I mean, whether it was financially <clears throat> uh positive for them would be tough to say because it looks like they spent a good amount of money on production. So hmm. Well, that's cool. I mean, you don't you wouldn't think that something like that could be successful, you know, good. Right. Yeah, one just, of, you know, it's like Billy think, has like the video editing background, but like that's way different than like somebody doing like full on production. Right. Those type of things you just think that, oh, we're big enough to make our own movie now, you know, where it's like, well, you, you got to sit back and think, can we do this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly, I really do think a lot of the community is probably a little bit skeptical after the whole AVGN thing and like that final end product. Like mm. there are probably people who are like, nah, this is not gonna work out not to like completely dunk on avgn because work on youtube's great but that whole motion picture he put together was pretty abysmal you guys want to come over and watch that yes mm-hmm. we'll do a double feature the awful one first and we'll take <laughs> naps and then we'll watch the good one second don't you still want to get your kids to watch napoleon dynamite you know, that's a good one. I uh 
My wife still hasn't seen it yet, so. Ever in her life? No. Oh, that's still a problem. Yeah. I made my kid watch UHF the other weekend, and he liked that, so I felt like I was doing pretty good. And then I annoyed my coworkers for a week with UHF memes and (laughs) quotes that nobody understands but me, so. Apparently when, you point, apparently when you point your finger at people at work and just yell stupid, they think it's an insult. They don't understand that you're quoting, <laughs> quoting UHF. I don't know. HR had a problem with that. It was weird. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anything else going on, fellas? Not a thing for me. Yeah. I think I'm tapped this go around too. Still trying to calm down from MGC and the flooding in my basement. Say flooding would be probably the biggest stressor. Mm. I'm not worried. It's just two more days of thunderstorms ahead. I'm fine. My gosh. What could possibly possibly go wrong? Man. Uh, The carpet, the the worst is if it's over. The carpet's already pulled back. The fans are going. The dehumidifiers are running. Just going to be on my knees with the shop vac for a few more hours. Everybody loves that. And then I'll get to the water. <laughs> it satisfies and it elongates. It serves two purposes. <laughs> okay. I get, yep. Yeah, let's Biff. Ryan. What do you do, bud? I don't know. Do really, oh, I'm just, uh, just trying to make it as awkward as I can. Yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot my role here um, and what I do. It's been so long, but uh, well, friends, we appreciate you listening to this, to this show and our MGC trip and all of those things. Uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social media on Twitter, Facebook, all of those kind of places. Uh, and then you can catch all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. And always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Ben Heck? <laughs> Said it wrong. Ben Heck. <laughs> ben Hell. Ooh.